Welcome to the Apostolic Keynote Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church. This message is by Colin Urquhart. Turn to 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 16. Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Well, Pastor Jonathan and I are going to have a good meeting this morning. I don't know about the rest of you, but we're in sync. Hallelujah. This is wonderful. Jesus comes to the tomb. Everybody else is grieving and is despondent. But he knows what is going to happen. He knows because he's walking in fellowship with his father. And they've already been communicating. So he knows what is going to happen. That's faith. Faith knows what is going to happen. There is never any question mark to faith. If you don't know what is going to happen, you're not in a place of faith. Jesus was in the place of faith because he had heard from the Father. Because the Father had heard from him. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. See, Jesus looked up to heaven. You know, I'm often at meetings where people say, let us bow our heads in prayer, and I want to shout out, no, let us lift our heads in prayer. Not bow our heads in prayer. Let us lift our heads in prayer. Because we're looking up to heaven. Prayer isn't a somber thing. It's a joyful thing. And Jesus looks up to heaven, and he says, Father, I thank you that you have heard me because I know, I know, I'm sure, I'm certain you always hear me. Are you certain that God always hears you? He always hears you. Uh, He hears not only your words, he hears your thoughts, he hears your attitude, he hears what you actually believe, but he always hears you. Always. And John says in his first letter that if we know that he hears us, we know that we receive from him whatever we ask. So Jesus knew the Father had heard him. So he knew that the Father would do whatever he asked. So that's why he could shout in the presence of all the people that were standing around watching, Lazarus, come out. He knew what was going to happen. So Paul, writing to the Thessalonians, makes these three statements 
concerning the will of God for us in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always. Why? Because, well, it doesn't matter what the circumstances. God hears you. And God is always greater than the circumstances. He is much, much greater than you and infinitely greater than your feelings. So your feelings are no indication as to the purposes of God. Rejoice always. Pray constantly. Because if you don't pray constantly, then how do you know that you're going to receive from him whatever you ask? Give thanks in all circumstances. And here's Jesus putting this word into practice. In the face of death, Lazarus has been dead, what, four days? Everybody thinks if they take the stone away, there's going to be a stink, not a resurrection. Jesus is the only one who's absolutely confident of what is going to have happened. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. So if we're not giving thanks, we're not actually walking in his will. If we're not rejoicing, we're not walking in his will. Now, you know that if your emotional response is dependent upon your circumstances, you're not always going to rejoice. And you're certainly not always going to give thanks. But you see, the scripture doesn't say give thanks for all circumstances. The word is give thanks in all circumstances. Because when you give thanks, then the circumstances can be changed. So, th each one of these statements is a test of faith. You've heard me say many times that joy is the barometer of your faith. Once you've stopped rejoicing, you've stopped believing in those circumstances. So you see, if you know what is going to happen, then you're rejoicing in the Lord. You're actually rejoicing in him even before you know what's going to happen. Because you are to be joyful always. And of course, you will Pray continually. You see, as soon as we stop praying, we're depending upon ourselves. This is why you pray throughout the day. I don't mean you have a prayer meeting throughout the day. But God is able to hear you throughout the day. And just a sentence is all you need for God to hear you. Amen? Sometimes those sentences are addressed to God. Sometimes they're addressed to the mountain to shift them. 
sometimes they're addressed to the enemy so that he flees. But throughout the day, your spirit needs to be active. Because if your spirit isn't active, the soul will take over. And the soul is your self-life. And you know this stuff. But you see, knowing it doesn't do it. And you're not a hearer, but a doer of the word. So the secret is always to put God's word into practice. And the only way to rejoice always and pray constantly and to give thanks is to keep your focus on him. But, you know, God keeps impressing upon me, just focus on my glory. Just focus on my glory, because he is seated in glory. And, and you see, he is the lamb who is in the midst of the throne. I, I, I see the lamb enthroned in glory. I mean, the one who is the lamb of God. I don't mean I see a bar lamb, but I see the one who is the lamb of God the one who has sacrificed himself for me, the one who has died for me in order that I might have his life. I see him now seated in glory, having overcome everything, all sin, all sickness, all the power of Satan, or everything. He is victorious, completely victorious. And if I got my eyes on him, I've got my eyes on the victory. And I know that he always wants to lead me in his triumphant procession. Always. And, and he, he wants me to keep my focus on him because if I don't do that, my focus will inevitably then be on myself. And I've got no answers. But Jesus has all the answers. I have no power, but Jesus has all the power. His answers in us, his power in us, his life in us, his love in us. It's, it's all just so wonderful. You wonder what people are doing in the churches, don't you? I mean, why aren't they all happy? Why aren't they all rejoicing? Why aren't they all overcoming? Why is there so much religious stuff instead of faith and life and vibrancy and, and victory? You just wonder what, what goes on in that religious world out there. Oh, praise God, he's delivered us from it. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we're a people of the kingdom where Jesus Christ is sovereign and rules over all. And what I love about this, this raising of Lazarus is, you see, he reigns over death. Now, this is a prophetic thing that's happening here because, you see, Jesus says to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Now, Jesus is actually going to have to go through the cross and demonstrate that he's the resurrection. It's not enough, actually, for him just to proclaim that he is, but he demonstrates what is going to happen in him his experience by the raising of Lazarus. See, I am the resurrection and the life. 
And what are the religious guys to do? They want to put Lazarus to death as well as Jesus now because they can't cope with this. They, they just can't cope with this. I mean, this is the supernatural breaking through. And we want breakout. Well, what do we want to break out? We want the supernatural life and power of God to break out because there's nothing else worth breaking out. God doesn't want us to break out. God wants Jesus to break out through us. Hallelujah. So I think it's exciting. I think it's exciting, you know. We come to this this point of, of term and of the college year, and there's just a few days left to the end of term. But these could be the most exciting days of the whole year. Because God doesn't believe in anticlimaxes. I mean, you look at the life of Jesus. So many wonderful things happening. But the resurrection, the ascension, that was a climax. God was building up towards the climax. God is still building up in our lives towards breakthrough, breakout. Amen? So he says, rejoice. So let me ask you a question. Are you certain of the breakout? God's going to break out of your life. Are you sure? Are you certain? Do you have the breakout in your spirit? Or are you hoping something will happen? Hope isn't the same as faith, is it? Because hope always relates to the future. So if you hope for breakout, the breakout will always be in the future and never in the present. Mm -hmm. I think it's time for breakout. Not just breakthrough, but breakout. I think it's time for breakout. I'm sure some good things were happening last week in the mission week. But, you know, you can give thanks for all that God did then. But you probably, if you're sensitive, come to the end of the week saying, well, it was good, but goodness, God is able to do so much more than we saw him do. And you see, times like that can be a motivation to say we need more of Jesus to break out in our lives. And, and he's ready for that. He's up for that. Because it's his purpose for us. And we don't have to try to make happen what only God can do. All we can do is to believe. What is the work of God? To believe in Jesus Christ, whom he has sent, and to love one another as he has loved us. That's how John puts it in his first letter. So we believe. We're believers. And believers know. So do you know there's going to be breakout in your life? I know it. There's breakout in my life. 
fact, it might already be started by the way I feel this morning. But God's breaking out. Breaking out. He's too big to contain. I mean, look how big Jesus is compared with you. And he lives within you. I mean, he's got to break out, hasn't he? So can we give thanks for the breakout? See, Jesus gave thanks before Lazarus was raised. He didn't wait for the resurrection to take place and then say, oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. He didn't say, no, no, no. Father, I thank you that you've heard me. Nothing's happened yet. But he knows. He knows. He knows. Faith is knowing. It's seeing. Jesus could see Lazarus raised before he even prayed. Now, we don't know exactly what breakout is going to look like because God can do stuff in different ways at different times. But we can be sure and certain we can know God is faithful. He has given us this word. He is watching over his word to perform it. So I praise him for breakout in my life. I tell you, this weekend when I'm going to Nice, God is going to break out in Nice this weekend. Something is going to happen in that city. Hallelujah. It might not happen on the beach, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen in those meetings. God is going to break out. I know it. I know it. And this is the wonderful thing about God, you see, that he is faithful. But do we trust in his faithfulness? You see, if you trust in his faithfulness, you're not asking questions. You're believing answers. Because you know he's faithful. You don't have to say, Lord, will you do this or will you do that? You thank him that in his faithfulness he will fulfill his word, he will fulfill his promise, he will do what he has said. Sometimes it seems that when you give thanks, it happens immediately, like with the raising of Lazarus. But now here's something to ponder. When do you think Jesus began to give thanks? He was giving thanks long before he ever got near the tomb. He was giving thanks even when he was praying to the Father. Because the scripture says we pray at all times with thanksgiving. When he said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life, 
Did I not tell you that if you believe, you would see the glory of God? He was already giving thanks. So you see, when he comes to the tomb and he, he, he says, Father, I thank you that you've heard me because I know that you always hear me. He then says, I only say this for the benefit of all those that are around. Now, why did he say that? Well, you've already heard me, Lord. You've heard me thanking you, Father. You've heard me thanking you. These last four days I've been thanking you. Now I'm just thanking you publicly so they can all know. So that means that when we start to give thanks, we don't necessarily see the event immediately. But we know. We know that we will see the event because we have received it in our spirit. Your spirit is such an important part of you because it's your spirit that communicates with the spirit of God. God is spirit, so he can only communicate with your spirit. He doesn't communicate with your soul. He doesn't communicate with your body. He communicates with your spirit. So you've got to look after your spirit and make sure that your soul is submitted to your spirit so that the spirit can be in, in charge. The spirit can be in control. The spirit can be leading you all the time. And you see, this is it. The soul might not be full of joy, but your spirit is always full of joy because Jesus lives in your spirit. So you're rejoicing always, no matter what is happening emotionally, no matter what is happening in the circumstances of your soul, because you're not dependent upon your soul, you're dependent upon the spirit, you're always rejoicing. And you're always praying. And you're always giving thanks. Even though you might not be thankful in your soul, your spirit is always thankful. You see, one of the great things about praying in tongues is all kinds of nonsense can be going on in your soul. I mean, you can even be praying in a wrong way with a lack of understanding and so on. But as soon as, as, soon as the Spirit starts to pray through you, everything is getting right. Because, you, you see, it's the Holy Spirit speaking to God. He that speaks in a tongue speaks to God, not to man, the Scripture says. So the Holy Spirit is addressing God in precisely the right way. This is why Paul says, I thank my God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. And you know, intellectual clever people despise speaking in tongues. But Paul was a great intellectual man. I mean, he, he was probably one of the greatest intellects that has ever been in the history of the church. But he said, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Because there's limitations to your reasoning and understanding, but there's no limitations to the Spirit. And as soon as you start speaking in tongues, you give over to the Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, alongside all this, Jesus says, you have to prove faithful in little things. And then I'll put you in charge of bigger things. So we're learning to rejoice and to praise and to give thanks in little things. Not, not just waiting for sort of major things 
where we have to try to make ourselves rejoice and give thanks. No, no. It's got to become a way of life. You know, you, you hear me talk about the wonderful move of God that happened in the early 70s in Luton. But I know that God had to teach me how to lead a church before I went to Luton. That what God did in my life and ministry in the years before Luton were very important. I had to prove faithful in a totally different situation. God had to, God had to teach me. I had to learn. I had to learn how to really pioneer and how to, to bring a move of God into being. You know, it's not that we can do it, but I had to learn so much. And this is the way God works. We would all like to just see a tremendous move of God, but, and, and, and we're going to. But, but you see, God has to teach us. You've got to learn your craft. If you're a minister of the gospel, you've got to learn your craft first. And then as, as you've learned, I mean, you're learning all the time, you understand. But as, as you've learned the basic things, then God can take you and put you into another situation where even more is going to happen. Much, much more is going to happen. I, I've never talked to you about what happened in that church before I went to Luton, but actually it was very, very significant. And it was only because of what happened there that I was asked to go to this, this church in Luton. But there's, there's, I don't want to get into all the details, talk about myself. But what I'm saying is we have to learn. We have to you're all going through a learning process. But God in the years ahead is going to take you and put you in situations where God is going to break out of your life in greater ways than you're seeing or you're going to see even in the immediate future. Because whatever you see in the immediate future is going to lead to even greater breakout in the more distant future. So you are in this learning situation and you're going to have to learn how to handle the anointing as God breaks out in your life. Because, you know, it takes you into a different place spiritually. So <clears throat> all that God takes us through is important. Just turn to, to Romans 8 for a moment, and we'll, we'll get praying. Romans 8 is wonderful, isn't it? Jesus is wonderful, isn't he? The whole Bible is wonderful, isn't it? I don't know if that's very wonderful, but... <laughs> Verse 28, and we know, hey, we know, we know, we know 
that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. Now in your forum this week, you're, talking, you're learning all about the call of God. For those he foreknew, now here's a process, right? God knew you before you were even created. And you are part of his plan that he decided to put into operation even before creation began. So, those he foreknew, he also predestined. So, he predestined you to be part of this plan. He foreknew that you would be. And he predestined that you would be. Predestined what? To be conformed to the likeness of his son. So he knew that you were going to become like Jesus. Don't get too excited. That he might be the firstborn among many brothers. He knew, he predestined that you would have Jesus Christ as your brother. And those he predestined, he also called. So because this was his purpose, he called you. But he didn't call you, you see, to see whether you respond. He called you because he knew you would. Now, you still had to respond. He didn't make you respond. This was your free will. But he knew that you were going to respond. He called you, right? And those he called, he also justified. So he made you totally acceptable, made you righteous in his sight, all through the blood of the Lamb. All this is his foreknowledge, his predestined purpose and plan. And those he justified, he also glorified. So he sees the end of the whole process. Foreknown, predestined, called, justified, glorified. God's in charge of the whole process. Hallelujah. What he desires now is to see himself glorified in you and glorified through you. But we have this sure and certainty you see, it, it all has to begin. You, you have to appreciate the whole process. That, you know, your life is not a question mark. The future is not a question mark. It really is not. God foreknew you. God predestined you. God called you. God justified you. God has glorified you. It's all a done deal. It has to be worked out through the exercise of your will. Just in Jesus. Think, think for a moment of, of the life of Jesus. God foreknew that he would send his son. He predestined that he would send his son. And he knew exactly when he would send his son. He called his son. 
to fulfill the particular ministry that he had for him on the earth. Jesus was justified in the sense that he fulfilled that call totally, perfectly, in the complete righteousness of God. And so he was glorified. Father, glorify the Son that the Son may glorify you. The voice was heard from heaven saying, I have glorified it and I will glorify it again. The whole process, all the plan of God. And you are part of this whole plan of God. It's not that we're sort of like blind men trying to find our way through life. No, 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 no. God has opened the eyes. We're not blind. The people that don't know Jesus are blind. The God of this world has blinded them. But we have had our eyes opened. We are full of light. We are the children of light. We can walk in the light as he is in the light. So the wonderful thing is, even even if you don't understand exactly how this is going to work out in your life, because God leads us step by step, but you can be sure and you can be certain God is going to fulfill his will in my life. He's not going to force that. It's, he, he is dependent upon me submitting my will to his will, but if I am in that place of surrender and submission to him, there is absolutely no question, there is no doubt, God is going to work out his purpose in my life and I will come to the end of my life having fulfilled that plan and purpose that he had for me in his foreknowledge, in his predestination, when he called me, when he chose me, when he justified me and glorified me in the Christ Jesus. We can have this absolute confidence. Even when you don't think you're in a very good place spiritually, you know, you're struggling with something, struggling with sin, with temptation, struggling with a sense of failure, struggling perhaps with sickness or infirmity of some kind, struggling because God is putting something before you that you don't want in the natural. It's not, not your plan. It's God's plan. And you're a bit upset that God has not adopted your plan and he expects you to adopt his plan. And you weren't really bargaining for that. We can go through all these things, but you see, he will carry us through. And the way the Lord's explained it to me, I'm having a good time this morning. Are you all right? (laughs) You see, the way the Lord's explained it to me is, is, you know, we're on a mountaintop with him. Yeah, he lifts us up, Yes. But then sometimes we go down into a valley. And in the valley, there's no sunshine. But still Jesus. He's down in the valley with you. But he's teaching you. He's teaching you how to come through the valley, how he will lead you through the valley. But on the other side of the valley, there is another mountaintop. 
And the mountaintop on the other side of the valley is higher than the mountaintop you were on before you went down in the valley. See, and this, this, is, this is really the course of your life spiritually. You go down and up a little bit higher and down. Oh, Lord, you're dealing with me again. Oh, Lord, 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 Lord. Oh, wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. And oh, I thought it was too good to last. There's more you need to do in me, isn't there, Lord? And, and oh, Lord, this is wonderful. Oh, if only I could be up here without having to go down there first. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wonderful? But you see, this is, this, is, this is how the Lord deals with us. So just because you're going through a valley doesn't mean he's lost sight or he doesn't love you or, or you're out of his purpose. You're right in the heart of his purpose. But he says, keep your eyes on me and I'll lift you through the valley. You know, Psalm 23, very popular, isn't it? But actually, the, the Hebrew doesn't mean that he leads us through the valley of death, but the valley of deepest darkness. And sometimes, not, not often, but sometimes in your life, you might go through a valley of deep darkness for one reason or another. And in a valley of deep darkness, you lose all sense of the presence of God. That is the biggest test. It really is. Because then you keep rejoicing, you keep praying, you keep giving thanks, even when you have absolutely no sense of the presence of God. On the other side of that, there is the highest mountain that you've ever been on. Can you see that? But the point is, he's in charge, because he's Lord. You didn't predestine him, he predestined you. You didn't call him, he called you. You didn't choose him, he chose you. You didn't justify him, he justified you. You didn't glorify him, he glorified you, so that you could glorify him. So, beloved ones, praise is the language of victory. Praise is the language of faith. Praise is the language of seeing the fulfillment of God in our lives. Joyful praise. I mean, it's joyful praise. It has to be joyful praise if it's going to be victorious. It's not praising God just for the sake of praising him. But it's joyful. There's something joyful about the way we're rejoicing and praising him. And in the midst of that, there is thanksgiving. Thank you, Father, that you. So I want you this morning to thank God for the fulfillment of his purpose in your life. You can be sure 
and certain he's going to lead you right the way through. Everything he has planned for your life, he is going to do with your cooperation. But he's going to do it. You're not going to do it for him. He's going to do it in you. And so, he just comes to this point now where he says, it's time for me to break out. Now, how do you think that's going to happen? Are we going to be here praising God and suddenly, boom, God does something. We all go, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> well, you know, God does that kind of stuff sometimes. But I think, I just have this sense that when you go on placement, God is going to break out. That he's just building up, you see. Because he doesn't break out of you for your sake. But he breaks out of you for the sake of others. So when you're in that place where you can have an impact on the lives of others because of the way God works through you, there's going to be a breakout. What's that going to look like? I don't know. That's the exciting thing. We never know what it's going to look like. That makes it even even better. Wonderful. See, I know God's going to break out in Nice. I don't know what he's going to do, but he's going to break out in Nice this weekend. I know that. I'm sure of that. Otherwise, I wouldn't tell you. I mean, they might even hear this recording before I get there. <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, but, but I could be like Jesus. Thank you, Lord, even before the resurrection happens. Come on, let's all stand. Coming out of our places. Oh, aren't you happy? Aren't you rejoicing? Oh, hallelujah. God's planned breakout for you, see? He's planned fruitfulness. He's going to be glorified in your life because you're going to bear much fruit. Now, at this moment of time, you know, you, you might be bearing fruit, but not much fruit, but in the future, you're going to bear much fruit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Much fruit that lasts. Much fruit that glorifies the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Yes! Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. There's going to be breakout in my life. Hallelujah. You're going to teach me, Lord. You're going to teach me how to minister in your name. You're going to teach me how, how to impact the lives of others. You're going to 
you're going to teach me in small ways, and then you're going to put me in charge of bigger things and bigger things and bigger things. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Oh, there's going to be breakout in my life, Lord. There's going to be breakout in my life. It's sure. It's certain. I know. I know it. I know it. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, you're too big for me to contain you. You're going to break out of my life. You're going to pour out of my life as rivers of living water. And I thank you, Lord. I praise you. Jesus, I bless you. Break out, Lord. Break out. Hora la bazandaria lero bapakarazandama. O papaparazandaria lero bapakarazinama. Break out. Break out. Break out. Papaparazandaria lero bapakarazinama. O papapara. You're going to be glorified, Lord. You're going to be glorified. Come on, thank Him. He's going to be glorified in your life. He's going to be glorified in your life. Those he predestined, he also glorified. Come on, there's going to be glory in your life. God is going to be glorified. Glorious things are going to happen. Glorious things. Glorious things. Oh, you know, God, God is just telling you, you're, you're, you're carrying an anointing. You're carrying an anointing. That anointing is there within you already. God, is, God has been... He's been taking you through his whole process. That, that anointing, that anointing is going to pour out of you. It's going to break out of you. The rivers of living water are going to flow out of you. God is going to touch the lives of other people with his love, with his life, with his power, with his healing. Oh, you might, some of you might even see resurrection. I don't know. But God, God is going to do this. Hallelujah. You have that anointing from the Holy One. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The best is still to come. I mean, the best is still to come. The best is always in the future. There's always more, always more, always more of Jesus. Always more of Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. The best is still to come. Basta calaria letto papacala zandaria letto papacala zinama o papapara zandaria letto papacala zataria letto papacala zinama basta calaria letto papacala zandaria letto papacala zinama 
Come on, let's praise him. Let's praise him. Let's praise him. Oh, papapara zandari alero papakalasituri sangana. Oh, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Papapara zandari alero papakalasituri sangana. Oh, papapara zandari alero papakalasituri sangana. Oh, papapara alero papakalasituri sandari alero papakalasandari alenama. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. 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 Papa Barazandari, a letter of Papa Kalazandari, a letter of Papa Kalazinama. Oh, Papa Parazandari, a letter of Papa Kalazandari, a letter of Papa Kalazinama. Oh, Papa Kalazandama. God didn't make a mistake when He called you, He didn't make a mistake when He chose you, He didn't make a mistake when He predestined you in love to be His child. He didn't make a mistake when He came to live in you by the power of His Spirit. He didn't make a mistake when He speaks the Word of God into your heart so that you believe that you will see the fulfillment of everything that God has for you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Just, just in your own heart, just give Him glory. Just pour out that, that thanksgiving. Thank Him for His plan and purpose for your life. Even if you don't understand what that is in the future. None of us can understand the future. God unfolds it step by step. Hallelujah. But you have to take the step that He puts before you now. You have to be faithful in taking that step. Before then there's the next step. But you have the Holy Spirit to enable that, to enable your faithfulness in taking that next step. But just thank the Lord. It's not by might or power, but by His Spirit that His will is going to be outworked in your life. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. 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 Papa Parasandaria, let up a pacalasitri sandama. Papa Paparia, let up a pacalasitri sandaria, let up a pacalasitri sandama. Oh, Papa Parasandaria, let up a calasitri sandama. Papa Parasandaria, let up a pacalasino. Many of you are about the same age as the disciples when Jesus first called them. They weren't old men, they were young men. Hallelujah. They'd been in their probably mid-twenties. There were younger guys like Mark, who was probably a teenager. He wasn't one of the original 12, but he was around. See, because it's the anointing that makes us effective, isn't it? It's not years and years and years of experience. It's the anointing. And you have the anointing. You have the anointing, Christ in you. And Paul says the secret is this, Christ in you. Christ in you. See, the Christ in you wants to ensure 
that the Father's plan and purpose for your life is fulfilled. Christ in you. The Spirit of Christ in you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You are in me. You are in me. I don't want anything in my life that will grieve you, but that which will please you so that your plan and your purpose can be fulfilled in my life. So I give you glory. I give you honor. I give you praise. Hallelujah. You know, I think that God is, is so pleased that many of you, most of you first-year students are coming back for your second year because the second year, I believe, in the next college year, is going to be different again. It's going to be different again because things are going to be breaking out all the time. And God is going to be teaching you and training you how to use that anointing that will be flowing out of your life by then. Because you've got placement and you've got faith camp and all kinds of stuff is going to happen before the next college year begins. But I think it's going to be mighty. It's, it's going to be different. I mean, everything is going to be is going to be different because it's God. He's, you know, when, when, th when things are the same, the Holy Spirit isn't really very active, is he? When the Holy Spirit is active, things are changing all the time. Change is here to stay when the Holy Spirit is working. Hallelujah. There's an, there's an predictable unpredictability about what is happening. You know, you can't predict what the Spirit will do, but you can predict that He will move. And He will move powerfully if only we allow Him to. So praise God. I want you to thank Him for the gift of the Spirit. Oh. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for new things. All oh, that we can't predict, hallelujah, but that you have planned. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Oh, this is going to be a wonderful journey that we're going to take with Jesus together. Oh, we take it together in the body of Christ. Come on, let's praise him. Uh, we just need to keep rejoicing in him. Keep rejoicing in him. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Papa, come on, just let, let's, instead of me leading you now, just, just go on praising him. Just go meet with him. Meet with him in the glory. Focus on the Lamb in the midst of the throne, reigning in glory.
Thank you, Lord. You have taken your great power and you have begun to reign. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you that you're reigning in our lives. Thank you that you're ruling over us. You're reigning in us. You're going to reign through us. Oh, Lord, thank you. Of the increase of your government, there will be no end. And we praise you. We bless you. Thank you that the government of our lives is upon your shoulders, Lord. Oh, yes, that you are the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Praise your wonderful name. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, 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 Jesus. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. You know, I just believe God is saying that things that have needed to happen in you for a long time are taking place. That God is bringing a release, a release into people's lives this morning, right now. Right now, by His Spirit, things that have needed to be dealt with, areas of your life where there's needed to be breakthrough, things that have needed to be lifted off of you. I, I, just, I just sense God is lifting weights off of people. Things you've been carrying that have been hindering you, God is just setting you free from those things right now. They don't belong to His purpose. And some of you have been praying, oh Lord, 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 I just, I just need to be different. I need to be changed. Something needs to happen in that area of my life. And right now, by the power of His Spirit, God is working in your heart, in your life. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, just, just as Jesus said, Lazarus, come out. I think God is saying to you, come out. Those things that are not of him, come out of your life. Come out. Come out. You don't wear grave clothes. Hallelujah. Jesus said, take the grave clothes off. You don't wear grave clothes that are going to hinder you. You're going to walk freely. You're going to walk powerfully in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Those things that he took you to the cross, who crucified you with him, so that those things may no longer be a plague and a hindrance to your life. You are free, for the Lord Jesus Christ has set you free, and he's called you to live in freedom. So come on, praise him for that freedom. Praise Him for that freedom. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You do it by your Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you touch every heart, every life here this morning. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing at this moment. Thank you for the release. Release from things that are bound us. Release of your spirit in a fresh way in our lives. 
Thank you for Lord. The release of the anointing. The release of the anointing. Come on. He's releasing that anointing through your life. He's releasing that anointing. Give Him glory. Give Him glory. Give Him honor. Give Him praise. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, you are so exciting. You are so exciting, and it's so exciting to belong to you. Oh, thank you. Life can never be boring with you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Be glorified, Jesus. Be glorified in each one of us. Be glorified. Be glorified. Be glorified. Be glorified. Be glorified, Lord. Be glorified. Come on, just say, be glorified in me, Lord. Be glorified in me, Lord. Come on, pray it, pray it, pray it. Be glorified in me, Lord. You've called me that you would be glorified in me. You chose me. You predestined me in love that you would be glorified in me. Be glorified in me, Lord. Be glorified in me, Lord. Be glorified in me, Jesus. Be glorified in my life. Be glorified now. Be glorified in the future. Be glorified in the full outworking of your plan and purpose for my life. Be glorified, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your holy name. Oh, praise your holy name. Oh, thank you, Jesus. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. Oh, hallelujah. There's a wonderful old hymn there. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? Come and thank Him that you're a believer. And you're going to see the glory of God in your life, in your ministry. The glory is going to break out of you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, we bless you. We bless you. We praise you. It's all so wonderful, Lord. It's so wonderful. We've got no cause to be sad or despondent or fearful because you are faithful. 
and you will sanctify us through and through, spirit, soul, and body. You are faithful, and you will do it. You will work out your purpose in us, and you will work out your purpose for us. Bless your holy name. Praise your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's have a shout of praise. To th oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes! Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com. 